zip. Okay. Zip. <laughs> Why did that make you laugh? Zip. Because I'm drunk. I'm drunk. Because <laughs> I'm drunk. Mate. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> We're currently in my car. <laughs> recording this. If oh. you hear a lot of beeping and honking. That would be fun next time if we were in a car. Yeah, if we were having this a is, road trip. This is we are in a different position though. We're actually sitting like so close to each oh, other. That's it's true. so intense. <laughs> yeah, we usually have a table across from us. We're like John and Paul. There's so much tension between us that we can't look at each other. <laughs> I also love that we're not clarifying who John and Paul are. But they're John and Paul. It makes it sound like they're just like two random people. They're our friends. Uh, John and Paul, we go to Friend school. of the pod, <laughs> McLennan. Yeah. Yeah, if you didn't get who we were talking about. I her. just reveal it. Yeah, I just revealed it. Reveal. Friend of the pod, reveal. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing the Woo. A Doctor Who podcast where we rewatch, analyze, and discuss the crown jewel of Cam TV. We're the doers. I'm Daphne. And I'm Irma. And this episode is Dalek. Yes. We are very excited about this episode. Oh, it is amazing. We actually just watched it together, which the previous episodes we have watched separately mm-hmm. and then gone together afterwards to talk about. But this one, um, we just decided to watch together and just record the episode immediately. So it's very fresh. Fresh in our minds. It went by so fast. I think that was the wine. <laughs> well, but, okay. Because I know, like, sure. I, I was... But the thing is, for me, I was, I was making so many notes that at one point I was like... I was still writing something from an earlier scene. Like, all the Dalek kills, I completely, like... That was like I know that was like I at need least, to write every kill. No, but I know that was like at least fifteen to twenty minutes of the episode, and for me that felt like thirty seconds. Yeah, because I was like writing so fast, trying to make it like everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it went by but, super quickly. Um, unlike last episode, which which were, were there were two three. of them, but they were not fast. Yeah, but especially one. World War Three. I think Aliens of London was a lot. Um, a lot more enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, World War Three was just like okay, <laughs> we can we get it, get on with it, <laughs> blow up the street. What's it called? The Downing Downing Street. Blow up Downing Street. Okay, we get it. Um. Well, okay. So this episode also takes place in the future, but not two thousand six future. 2012 future so and in our past yes our beloved past 2012 what a year should we do a little like what happened in the year 2012 it was gangnam style yeah the world ended um gangnam style the world ended coney 2012 oh, yeah. um we were 13 what happened um taylor swift's red came out Oh my god. The Hunger so Games, the movie came out. Really? Um, series 7 part 1, I think, came out. In, yeah, series 7 part 1 came out in uh, 2012. Oh. Because, oh yeah, most important event of all of that year, Christmas 2012. Because um, that was the first time I watched Doctor Who live. Uh-huh. But actually, no, I'm just kidding. The most important... 
event throughout the entire year of 2012 was probably like, I want to say, um, early summer maybe, because that was, I think, roughly the time that Asylum of the Daleks no, it must have been April or something uh, like that, May. The only other good Dalek episode. <laughs> exactly, because it's the first Clara episode. Yeah. And it's also just a good Dalek episode. Because the thing about the Daleks... Because let's talk about Daleks. This is a Dalek episode. And they're not always utilised that well, in my opinion. Yeah. Sometimes they just shove them in there to have some kind of threat. And they're not very... Um, they over- creative. They're not very creatively used. They're overused. In Asylum of the Daleks, there's this, um, there's this fun spin to it. Like, there's a planet where they put like malfunctioning Daleks. Yeah. And uh, every Dalek that we encounter is like really messed up. So that's a very interesting spin to put on the concept. There's a, I know you, you'll say you won't remember this, but there's another Dalek episode that I like, that I think is good. Uh, the Daleks... Daleks of Manhattan. No, that's also the Angels Take Manhattan. Oh, you mean the one with Martha? <laughs> no! What's, what's it called? Laszlo. 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 <laughs> oh my god. After the Dal- Ma- it's something Manhattan, isn't Daleks it? Daleks of Manhattan, I think. But that's also two parter, which yeah. also proves that yeah, all the two parters are always the really bad episodes, except for season nine because they're all two parters. Yeah, which is why I didn't like season nine. I love season nine, <laughs> but the, okay, Sorry, so, but there I, are good two parters. Yeah, like you're gonna make a lot of noise. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Stop it. No, but um. No, I really like uh, um, the opener of season nine, um, the when they're on Scaro. Uh, yeah. With, I, I talked about that um, before, I think. He's in the Dalek chair. Sick. <laughs> yes. um, but also um, the whole, you know, Davros kind of using the Doctor's mercy to, again, the whole speech about, um, you know, him wanting to, which kind of mirrored with this one. How he just wants to see the sun rise on his planet one more time before he dies. Yeah. And even though he's done all these horrible things, the doctor shows him mercy. Mm-hmm. Kind of something maybe he picked up from Rose. Um, so that's another Dalek episode that I like. But I, th- I think this episode is undefeated as the best one. It's really great. And I wouldn't be mad if this was the only Dalek episode. Yeah. Really, I wouldn't. Because I think it's... Oh, it's so fantastic. And it, well, it, this is the only episode, I think, where the Dalek... Because there's only one. Mm. Where it feels like an actual threat. Mm-hmm. And there's a real sense of danger. Because when they come back in like Doomsday and when they come... No, they're not. Yeah, they're in Doomsday. Yeah, and at they... the end of this season, uh, there are just so many of them. And it's like the scale is too large to really grasp. And it, and then ultimately they don't end up doing all that damage. And it's like, yeah. or any damage that feels tangible. But in this one, the fact that it's just one 
and it makes it so much more terrifying that it's doing all of this harm and wrecking havoc all by itself mm. and that i think at one point the doctor says like it's over for the earth like yeah one dalek is enough yeah utah how many people one million all dead yeah if the dalek gets out yeah. every single one of them will die exactly no and then it will just not stop mm. until it's completely um eradicated everyone yeah exactly and it doesn't need it to be more and then that's the thing about the other dalek episodes it doesn't need to be a million daleks because mm. like it makes no difference because one is enough mm. and that's what really <laughs> makes this episode it it packs a punch really yeah does. yeah and it doesn't yeah i think it's a lot i think it's okay if there's like multiple daleks later episodes in rtd's era just like you're just bombarded with a billion daleks and just flowing out of a ship or something and it's just not scary because it's too much you, it's, you can't even grasp like how many that is yeah and daleks like as a concept they're not very scary i think no <laughs> this is where i this is because um Here's my little knowledge, because I recently watched for the first time the first Dalek serial, um, The Daleks, from, you know, 1963, the first season. And I, obviously, that's a completely different thing. They're a completely different thing from what they are later, because there's, you know, you build up all that lore eventually. But, you know, what I thought this episode got right, just like... In relation to that episode or that serial it's just the um i mean nine does say that they're they delete everything except hate but the fact that daleks are driven by fear because um the daleks in the episode the daleks they're from the planet scaro and they're one of two people on the planet do you know this all right no okay so I'm giving you information. Yeah. The the race is originally called the Dolls, and the other race is called the Thals. And they kind of, you know, originally looked like people, sort of. But then there was a nuclear war um, where they had to retreat underground. And that's why they're in these, like, the Dalek boxes, because those machines, that's how they keep safe from the radiation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were so um, damaged by that radiation and by that explosion that they're just kind of just a creature now, even though we don't yeah. get to see it. This is this episode is actually the first time we ever get to see a Dalek fully. Is it really? Yeah. Oh my God, because I was thinking about that. And I, because uh, when I watched this for the first time and I wasn't really aware of classic who. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, this is probably the first time ever. But then later on, I realized that's probably wrong. And we've seen them lots of times no, in classic is... who. Oh, my God. There's just there's just a claw that because there's a, um... you know, the, Ian and the first doctor open up the Dalek and they kind of react to it. But you don't see it. Okay. And then they kind of pull something small ish out and. Uh, that's wrapped in a blanket that they wrap it in and they, they just discard it. 
Okay. And at the end of the episode, you see kind of like a claw coming out, but that's it. That's all you ever get to see of the Daleks. Wow. So it's kind of, again, you're kind of building on just kind of that fear of, you know, the unknown, yeah. which is kind of what Midnight is so good at. Just, yeah. You're so afraid of this creature that you don't, you just, your imagination gets to run wild and just imagining what this looks like. Yeah. But I think they did a good job on the, on what the Dalek looks like. It's it's frightening and, and it's definitely a deformed creature. Yeah, and it looks really weak mm-hmm. and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they were going for as well. Mm. Because there needs to be a reason why they're in this shell. Oh, well, you just explained the reason. Mm. But like you need to feel that this is a creature that couldn't survive outside of this machine. Mm. Yeah, because that's everything at at this point. <laughs> that's what good pussy sounds like. Skvalpanta. <laughs> that's what good peeing sounds like. <laughs> that's what a good piss sounds like. That's what good pissy sounds like. God. That's disgusting. To the Daleks. Yeah. That sounded so... No, 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 that sounded bad. Okay. Yeah, it sounded like we had plastic glasses. Yeah, okay. There. Yes, that's <laughs> it. Uh, do you think the title of the episode, Dalek, is a callback to the first episode, The Daleks? Maybe. It could I be, right. I didn't think about that, but I think it's a good title for it. Because it's just one Dalek. And it's not like... Because later on, it just becomes, you know, the resurgence of the Daleks or the night of the Daleks. Or yeah. The, the, the it's <laughs> of the it's Daleks. almost always in the in the title of the episode. Yeah, you always know what the alien's going to be. You're like, okay, this is a Dalek episode. Yeah. You don't even, like, there's no... I wish they'd maybe do that at least once where you don't expect there to be Daleks. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is a... like. It's, Usually, like, at the end of a season, there's always, you know, the final episode of the Daleks are are always there. Yeah, they're always there. (laughs) You're like, oh, it's not so... The thing is, what I'm not scared about with the Daleks is I'm not afraid of how they kill you. Like, it's... Yeah. And I think the way... It's just so... Like, the way they edit the the dying where someone's... It's always someone is mid-run, and then they just, like... (laughs) Ah, we, and their hands are in the air and you can see the skeleton and it's just like lightning. We get, we get our first Dalek death that we, we discuss. Is that our first and our third and our... You just described. We just get like our first hundred Yeah, Dalek Yeah, that's deaths. true. Yeah. But like they do always do like the run and then they throw up their hands in the air. Wow. <laughs> Because I think what's different um, from this episode and um, the first episode, like the Daleks, mm-hmm. is, I mean, obviously that's something where the um, CGI, it wasn't even CGI back then, technically, I think, uh, has improved or where they actually have been able to use CGI more mm-hmm. effectively. So now it's just like the body that kind of lights up like it's being I think it's radiation energy or something that they use but with but back then the whole screen would just kind of make weird light 
mm-hmm. kind of flow. So like every, everything would be inverted, but also dark and light, mm-hmm. and and it was black and white. And I I thought that looked. I think that looks better than you, you can't see because you haven't seen. Or you no. don't remember what it looked like, but um. No, I never saw that episode. But you must have if you saw. That's before Marco Polo. And... Is it really? Yeah. What? Okay, I. It, I think it's like. I don't remember. Maybe I missed that. <laughs> it you, was a long time ago. I mean, you probably didn't pick up on like the spec, like the special effects of that episode. Yeah, maybe not. I was like, this looks good. I guess I'm fourteen. I can't tell. <laughs> I'm fourteen. <laughs> yeah. No. My brain was underdeveloped. I mean, yeah, but so I, I personally like that better. That's something that I would bring back. I wouldn't do the whole well, thing. I would. Uh, oh yeah, when they and they're always people. the same. And there's also this, because um, in that serial, I, I, okay, try not to talk about too much about that, but um, because what I think is scary about that episode it, is it's just built on fear. And this episode is also built on fear, but a different yeah. kind of one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also underground and just corridors. I like that. In that episode, again, because they had to go underground to survive and they're kind of shut in and you don't see what that what the creature mm-hmm. looks like and that fear. And also the Daleks, they're not driven by hate. They're driven by fear. They're afraid. That's what their hate is. Like, uh, oh my God, I can't believe I'm citing this. But in um, Disney's Beauty and the Beast... I... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the lyrics to um one of the songs when when they're gonna go and kill the beast is like, we don't like what we don't understand. In fact, it scares us. Yeah, and this monster is mysterious. Mm-hmm. At least, kind of yeah. It's like they it's they don't understand. They're afraid of the falls. They're afraid of um of the doctor and Barbara and Ian and Susan because they're different from them, and that's why they want to kill them because they're different and that scares them mm-hmm. and that's what that hatred is it's not we want to take over the world because we believe we are superior the they believe they are superior because they're afraid of everything else because you know they're recluse they're shut in in their little world yeah then i know i, I i'm sure they change everything because there's also like <laughs> you know 30 years of tv that comes after that episode yeah Davros isn't even in it. I know Davros changes a lot about that, but um, um, that's sort of their entire motivation. And, you know, once um, their whole planet is dead and that's scary, they go into this world and everything's just kind of... Like in Orlando, the Great Frost, mm-hmm. uh, where you see all these people who are just kind of frozen in place. On Scaro... You know, there's all these creatures that are just like dead oh, from really? the nuclear blast. Yeah. Uh, which I think is scary, and it's also scary that um, once they get there, they don't even know that this is dangerous because they don't understand that a, a nuclear bomb has exploded. Mm-hmm. So they get radiation poisoning, and they're all slowly dying. Oh. And the Daleks are withholding medicine from them, and oh. so it's a different kind. It's almost like psychological. I just want to say, it's funny that you bring up Orlando. Mm. Okay, Daphne and I have like a little book club <laughs> with only us as yeah. members. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we read Orlando by Virginia Woolf. And the other book that we read together and that this episode reminded me of was uh, Frankenstein. Oh, 
okay, yeah. And which is all about, you know, a creature, an abomination mm. dealing with their existence and like um what is where's the line between fear and hatred and um yeah, I don't know, it, it, it's not a clear cut uh comparison, but mm. I think I wrote down I wrote down a quote from this episode that reminded me of Frankenstein. The Dalek says this to Rose. You gave me life. What else have you given me? You have contaminated me. Hmm. Yeah, this is really... That's a good an analogy or a good comparison. Yeah. Well, And, it, w- and I, I like that kind of... That kind of... Kind of... Um, I'm going to say Swedish word. Swedish word of the episode. You were, please translate it for me if you can. Okay. As a you know in 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 Christianity, three and like the Trinity. Thank you. The Holy Trinity. <laughs> the whole yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Swedish fiction. word of the episode, three and <laughs> Which means the Trinity. The Holy Trinity. Um. That's yeah. a word that you will have lots of use of. Because the Trinity of the episode is um Rose, the Doctor, and the Dalek. Because yeah. they're all three of them are the last of their kind. And Rose isn't the last of her kind, but she was, you know, in episode two. And that's kind of where the bond with the Doctor started. And became just. And she gets to be like a representative of her race. Yeah, and so that's... Even though there are other humans here, that's so kind she, of her role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also she understands the Dalek and she understands the Doctor because she has also been the last of her kind. She knows that feeling because she felt that when she was... When she was in that episode, yeah. even if now all these people are around her and she isn't anymore, she's still she was in that situation for at least a while where she knew she was the last. Mm-hmm. So she can, I think it's not the same as being truly, but she still understands it. Mm-hmm. And how they all they all are united by fear because Rose, I mean, the doctor is so afraid of the Dalek, and the Dalek and Rose kind of have that. To, it starts with her saying it asks if she's afraid of that of it and she says she isn't and i wrote that i thought um that it made the dalek sad that rose wasn't afraid because it's kind of its purpose is to create fear in other mm-hmm. people um but at the same time he says it says it's glad that she isn't or it doesn't say glad but like yeah. Um, but you know, at the end, anyway, at the end, it asks again if um, if uh, it's a, if she's afraid, and she says yes. Yeah. And then. It's not because she's afraid of it, killing her. But I don't know what. What do you think she's afraid of at the end there? I mean, I do think she's still afraid that mm. it might kill her even though at this point she believes that it won't mm. and that she has a chance of surviving mm. but I think you'd still be scared in that situation it's not like you see okay it's hesitating to kill me so now all of my fear has just melted away and I'm completely calm like you would still be really frightened to mm. be in that situation and to be in that building where all these dead people are just scattered on all the floors like you'd still be scared i think even if you 
felt like technically you might be safe. Yeah, and I think she's I think she's maybe also frightened a little bit but by that side of the doctor, like that yeah. she saw with Cassandra how ruthless he can be, just where she wants to save Cassandra and he lets her die. Mm-hmm. And then now she wants to save the Dalek and he's willing to shoot it and he's pointing the gun at her yeah. because she's in the way. And maybe she can be scared of the doctor, but also scared of she's discovered this part of the world. Mm. Like, obviously, she's been in danger in every single episode. Mm. But in this one, she's really seen true horrors, <laughs> to put it that way. She's really seen that, okay, there are creatures out here who are just killing machines. They're mm-hmm. just completely ruthless murderers who will destroy everything in their way and it's the whole race it's not just one rogue person yeah exactly and like so okay even if she's maybe um in the clear for the moment Mm. she's discovered this part of the universe that this exists Mm. yeah that this is a threat and like okay if this race exists then what are the other threats and how dangerous it is to make these travels. And that they... Because here she hasn't even traveled that far into the future. And she's still on Earth. Mm. So it's like, okay, it's coming here. Mm-hmm. It's not even like far away in a distant galaxy. It's yeah. right here. Yeah, it's six years in the future. Mm-hmm. When I'm 26, it's that kind of... Mm. I'm definitely still alive. Yeah. Even if it's on another continent for me. Yeah, so I think it makes perfect sense for her to be scared in that scene and oh you mentioned the doctor being afraid Mm. that is one of my favorite parts of this episode when he goes into the room with the dalek where it's being kept Mm. and he's so convinced that he's gonna help this poor uh alien this poor little creature that's Mm. being kept here that's being imprisoned that's so helpless and then he sees what it is mm. and he is terrified mm. and just banging on the door and begging them to let him out. And you've never seen the doctor like this before. And mm. I, you hardly ever see him like it again where he's really scared for his life and like just screaming. Yeah. Oh, that's frightening just to see him like that. Yeah, it really is. And it's a very powerful scene and just... Oh, Christopher in this episode. Immaculate. It's also, it's, I um, again, the Dalek and parallels between the Dalek and, and, and the Doctor. Um, the way, uh, I think we both noticed that, how the Dalek uses the word regenerate. How, yes. How mm-hmm. Rose regenerated it. Um, but how the doctor kind of blames the Daleks for the death of Time Lords, even though... And also, this is the episode where it's not explicitly stated that he killed them, but this is the first time where it's... If you pay attention... It's implied. It's very heavily implied because he says that he killed the Daleks. Mm -hmm. And... I killed every single one of them and then I didn't it was I had to do it or whatever and then mm-hmm. the Daleks is in the Time Lords and he, you know it's very obvious that like that's because he earlier he says like right before that he says he had to do it 
Yeah, and it then he just only, says, I have yeah, no they died too. I have no choice. Exactly. They're all gone. Yeah, and so he, like it's not like it's not like it's like implied. I'd say it's more than that because it's not like it's not like the other option that makes it clear is for him to say, yeah, I killed them, I pushed a button and they all died because that's not really how people speak. It's I just... cannot really remember when we find out or how we find out about it. Like, I really don't remember if there's a scene with that. I just know, I'm, I just now, the the sentence that popped in my head is in Fires of Pompeii, at, at that point, we know for sure because Donna says, no. No, I don't think we know that. Or do we? I mean, we might know, but I don't think he says anything. No, because she says, your people, they burnt. But that's it. It's not like she says, you did it. Yeah, no. But also adds more to that episode is the fact that he killed the, the Time Lords. And mm-hmm. now he has to kill more people. Uh, I should look it up. Hold on. I mean, it says the 50th anniversary, which isn't true. Yeah, no. We will find out, I guess. Yeah. But, so, because I'm thinking about, like, if there's a more appropriate episode to talk about it. Um, But I'm not a big fan of him killing all of Gallifrey. Yeah, I think we'll have to save this one because it's a big discussion, I think. It is. Because I, if I say, if I give you an answer, you'll give me an answer and then we'll keep doing that. Yeah, and that's we'll, true. And that will be the whole episode. Yeah, it is. But in general, I'm not, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, it's fine, but it's, I would have preferred it if he didn't. Isn't it, isn't it with Martha maybe where um, he tells her that he killed them or at least he, where they have that, where she they you know, do forces talk, him to have a sit down. They talk about Gallifrey, yeah, but it might also be like in the finale of this season, maybe. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> there's another um, parallel with that because uh, the this Dalek calls him a coward. Yeah, and he calls it. What does he say? Hold on. I can't fucking read my notes. <laughs> yeah. Some of these, Metaltron, fear, evil laugh, Chris, rage, soldiers, nose. (laughs) I know exactly what the nose nerd is about. Oh yeah, this is what he says about the Daleks. He says, uh, they're all dead, I made it happen. And then he says, and the Time Lords, I had no choice. Which is really like implicates that he had to kill both of them for them both to die. It's pretty clear. Um, Yeah, and then he says, the coward... Uh, it just he just calls him the coward, and uh, that's obviously gonna come up later in in the finale, where he chooses not to kill the whole Dalek fleet, yeah. and he says coward any day. Oh, I love him, but I want to keep talking about that scene where he encounters the dog for the first time. And maybe, okay, go maybe go we ahead. Can cut it to be more coherent. Uh, well, immediately after he's. Um, been banging on this door and been incredibly scared he switches back to or not back he switches to um anger Mm. right so when he realizes that this dalek is not a threat to him Mm. and that it's like incapacitated and can't kill him yeah and he has the power he has the power he starts immediately taunting it 
and screaming at it and being just horrible in general. Mm. And it's uh, it's an interesting scene for Nine because we've never seen him like that before. Neither that scared or that um, sort of heartless and like aggressive. Mm. It's really, yeah, it's frightening and it's also very humanizing for his character even though he's not human but like it it really uh makes him a great character i think it's a great character moment for him Mm. what do you think yeah i agree i i just i had a note about that scene is um because he says um i I think it's before he, he yeah, it's after he made that talk about like having to kill the Time Lords and the Daleks. Um, and it's right before he starts torturing it. He says, I know what you deserve. Yeah, and he tortures it. And it's also, I think that's very clearly also what he believes he deserves. The punishment he deserves for what he did. Oh. Because he puts the blame. And again, that's with the Trinity. Trianetan, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> How... How um, he kind of, they're all kind of the same person, all three of them, because the Dalek is Rose and the, the Doctor is also the Dalek. Um, how he, I mean, they're both afraid of each other. Um, they both want to kill each other. And the Doctor just kind of puts the blame of what he did on the Daleks and then also... So the Dalek kind of becomes himself in a way of punishing himself, kind of putting that treatment on the Dalek instead. Because he can't, he, you know, he can't put himself on that rack and torture himself. Yeah. Even, Even though, though he does get... <laughs> he does get tortured in very much the same way as the Dalek did. Yeah. But, yeah, he's never acted this way towards an alien in any other episode. Mm. Um, there's none of his usual benevolence and oversight Mm. where you know he's willing to forgive he's just so angry Mm. and there's no room for mercy and it's interesting to have this episode be the one you know directly after the war because obviously that's gonna affect everything like every other Dalek episode it's like you don't get the sense that this is his mortal enemy. It's more from the Dalek side that they're like, the Doctor is our enemy. Mm. But he's always kind of... He's not as upset about seeing them as he is in this episode. Mm. Where it's like he's so fresh out of the war. Mm. And his people have been destroyed. And even though, yeah, okay... He ultimately was the one who destroyed them, but he wouldn't have had to do that if it wasn't because of the Daleks. Mm. And they obviously did a lot of harm before he made the final decision. And like, he's just come out of this and thinks that it's finally over. Mm. He's never gonna see another Dalek again, and he's also never gonna see another Time Lord again, but that's the price that he had to pay. Mm. And then this happens. Yeah. And you 
really feel like okay this is terrifying for him this is is ha is ha this is his absolute worst nightmare and it's also like the feeling of i killed everyone i've ever known in my whole planet just to get rid of you and then you're still here and yeah. they're gone yeah oh yeah that's so true oh so you really understand why this is so different and he can't treat this alien the same as he treats the Slidin or the yeah um the mannequins what are they called? the autons <laughs> the autons but it's so but it really is so interesting that we the discussions that we had before we watched this episode how they're so related uh, um, just you know uh frankenstein and because for uh anyone listening who hasn't read frankenstein uh, and has only just heard of the the myth or not even the myth just like the story um the folklore it's uh, the book is so um we talked about that how different the character of the frankenstein's monster um how it's so much it's so different from what you think it is which is just like this on this creature that's so scary and and frightening and like unthinking and can't speak green like bolts in the neck the fact that we still call it frankenstein even even if it's not frankenstein frankenstein is the creator um when really frankenstein is just someone who's afraid and neglected by society you said frankenstein no shit <laughs> just when i said it sorry frankenstein's the monster um and yeah. the creature the creature yeah, i don't want to say the monster it feels degrading oh the wretch as he's called in the book <laughs> the abomination but he um but you know and that drives him because of that neglect and that kind of hatred he's he comes into the world and he treats people with kindness and they or they repay that with terror and hatred and so he kind of becomes the monster that everyone sees him as um and he doesn't really become a monster but he kills a few people yeah um he, he just, lashes out he lashes out and he kills a few people yeah and this is the entire point and uh that i'm gonna get to and also we we talked about uh, i talked about the case of uh, gypsy rose blanchard who killed her mother who uh, medically and physically and emotionally abused her all her life mm-hmm. and she like forcibly uh had her go through at least 30 operations and uh had her in a wheelchair and had her have a a feeding tube because she just imagined these sicknesses that she didn't have uh so she gypsy um she kind of searched for or seeked friendship somewhere else and she found a boyfriend and uh, she asked him to kill her so she could get out of that situation and then that happened and now she's in jail because her she killed her mom and that's what i was getting at here and the same with the doctor and the dalek like does does the dalek race deserve to be treated badly i mean i don't want to say that yes but at the same time are they good people they're not people but are they good beings yeah are, are they good beings have they hurt other people yes no and yes they're not what does anyone deserve i don't know but anyway what it boils down to is 
a doctor is a good person and gypsy is a good person and the monster or the creature is a good person but all three of them do something bad mm-hmm. because they have all this anger inside of them that is righteous and it's it's real like it's understandable that they lash out like this and it's not like you're just like ah you shouldn't have done that but at the same time torture never feels right no matter the subject because you do something awful and that kind of makes you into a bad person even if you're you're motivated like everyone has a motive Mm -hmm. um even if some motives are bad but it's still it feels wrong and it is wrong Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. The episode starts off with them torturing the Dalek, mm. and like you feel bad for it, which is another ep- reason why I think this episode works mm. is that you feel bad for the Dalek, and it, I think that also makes it scarier, because in the other Dalek episodes where you don't feel anything, they're just like yeah, they're bad. Yeah, it it somehow retracts from like their the threat of them that they're so easy to grasp does mm. that make sense like yeah that's why i don't like the whole the 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 modern take on their um, motivation which is that they hate it. like the they were based on the nazis yes but the fact that they're just like they hate everything that isn't them um means like yes but also they're that's because they're afraid of everything that that isn't them and they're not just trying to take over the world because they're full of hate i don't i don't like that because it's so simple and it's so it's not scary i think it's just like yeah that's like everyone else everyone else who's a classic villain of something it's just like i want to take over the world because i'm evil you know yeah yeah it, it definitely um hits harder when there's something behind it and some kind of motivation that makes sense um also, like, uh, what's his name? Van Staten. Mm. He gets blamed for all of this. Um, but technically, like, what has he really done that's so horrible? I mean, I mean, he let all those people die. But did he, did he let them die? How did he let them die? I mean, it wasn't in his power to stop the Dalek. There's the, it's um, it's implied at one point that he could have killed the Dalek, um, and chose not to and chose to like torture it instead to make it talk, and okay that's true maybe but that also goes against everything we've been talking about about like should maybe this Dalek have been given a chance and like it was it, um did it really deserve to be treated in this way, and then once Rose touches it. And it like goes crazy. Yeah. No one can really stop it, mm. and it's not like within his power, Van Staten's power, to stop it. It's not like he's really letting this happen. No. And, like, he's still an awful person. At at one point, he's like, "Don't shoot at the Dalek because I want it unscratched." That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't care if anyone dies, but like ultimately, it doesn't matter that he said that because none of them they kept shooting anyway, and it didn't do any harm. I mean, his his first scene is um discarding of a previous member of staff yeah and just wiping his memory and, i don't know dump him somewhere i don't know that's kind of evil yes <laughs> I, I i absolutely 
I absolutely don't disagree that he's a terrible person. Mm. I agree with that. Mm. Like, he's an awful guy. Um, but I don't agree that, like, all of this was his fault. Because he didn't know that the Dalek was this powerful. No, but the doctor also told him that multiple times before he let him free. Like, he said... Yeah, but he didn't let him free. That was gross. He didn't let him free? He didn't let him free. Yeah. No, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just... It's don't... not all his fault, that's true. Yeah, he, he should have maybe... It's also... I think that's Been also... more cautious, trusted the doctor, but, like, it's not actually... It wasn't a lot that he could have done. But isn't that also just the theme of the doctor of this episode, is that he puts the blame on everyone else? Because yeah. When really, like... Well, also, you had something to do with this. Yes, and that also, like, his anger over all of this makes him very unreasonable. Like, we were talking about um, this show and how family-friendly it is, or how child-friendly it is, mm. last episode. And in this episode, he straight up tells the Dalek to kill itself. Yeah. Which is not very child-friendly, but it's also, like, makes total sense for the episode and for the scene mm. but yeah he's really not being himself he's um showing all of like the worst parts of himself in this episode yeah yeah do, do you know what um i thought about um just daleks and i, I mentioned that before about how daleks were inspired by the nazis mm-hmm. or just kind of uh, an in-universe version of the nazis they actually use the words racial cleansing yeah. in this episode. They did. Um, which is interesting. Yeah. Interesting choice. Um, that's all I have to say, but I just have to bring it up. Yeah, I think it makes sense because um, that's how he sees it, right? That like there's the human race mm. and there's the Dalek race. Mm. And... The Dalek race wants to wipe out any other species that's not them. Mm. And so, yeah, it's quite literally race, race. cleansing. Yeah. Um, and it puts it into, like, a perspective that's more digestible for us. Or that, like, m- makes us maybe... Uh, I mean, that phrase automatically makes us understand like the gravity of all of this Mm -hmm. yeah i want to talk about um so we talked about uh rose and the dalek and the doctor and the dalek Mm -hmm. i want to talk about the doctor and rose Mm -hmm. um there's obviously the scene where the dalek where the dalek cuts off the cameras and it tries to kill rose but it can't yeah and the doctor thinks that she's dead yeah and there's such a good scene that when she doesn't make it and you don't even see her not make it you just it immediately cuts to him so you kind of left unsure and then you hear first hear her say sorry i was a bit slow great line yeah such a great line because it's such a she you know it's it's not like i didn't make it or you know, it's just, sorry, I was a bit slow. Like, it's it's her fault, almost. Yeah, and it's like, don't beat yourself up about it. Oh, mm. I could have run faster, but I was too slow. Yeah. Like, 
she's being she's trying to be casual about it yeah and she's like easy for him yeah she's like it wasn't your fault i would have done it for the i wouldn't have given it up for the world yeah and it's so sad imagine like for him just imagine he loses her so quickly like if she died in this scene she because she's she's only been traveling with him for a little bit Mm. and this is oof and and he has that great line and great performance where he just says she was 19 years old just how long her life was ahead of her when she died however i think that scene has just got short because it's so it doesn't i think it should linger longer on the scene so we get to feel that kind of I mean, obviously, we don't. We know she's not dead because she's mm-hmm. the companion for the season. Yeah. But I don't. I still think they should let you have those feelings. Yeah. And maybe for a second believe. Wait, did she die? But they, he says she was nineteen years old and she's dead because of me or something like that. And then they immediately cut to her being fine. I. And yeah. you're just like that's a little bit. Just like give us like five to ten seconds there, mm-hmm. and that would have. And it's so. It's. It's not, I want to say ridiculous, but it's not ridiculous. It's It makes sense that something so small, just like a couple of seconds in the editing room, would have made that more impactful. It has its impact, absolutely, but it would have made the episode just a little bit better. Just that tiny mm. little bit of time. I mean, yeah, I think it's it works for me, personally. But imagine if Rose died and then... Adam was the companion for the rest of the season. He's okay in this episode, I think. Adam, we've talked about... We've mentioned Adam lots of times already. I didn't realise that he was in this episode. And I had completely forgotten about it. And we've we've talked about him and kept asking ourselves, when does he appear? Like, what's his thing? Yeah. Um, How do they meet him? And then... We sat down to watch this episode and both screamed when he showed up. <laughs> and, um, no, I dislike him more than I thought I would. And, and like, I don't... The thing about him is he's very bland. Like, he doesn't inspire very strong feelings. He's... I think he's... Right. Yeah, he's bland, um, but he's like, it's okay. It's not like... It's it's not like how he's later. It just you just hate him. He's just he's okay. I don't, I don't ever norm- hate him. I think okay. Or, or like not more than I hate him in this episode, which mm. I don't hate him. I just think he's boring. And oh, he has a scene with Rose, um, where she's like, oh, so you're a genius then, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> but they never. The thing is, yeah, I feel like they do this kind of background, quick. Um, explanation of who he is. He's a genius who... um, He's a smart person. Except that's never brought up ever. I know, but he's only in two episodes, so it's... Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it's just funny that he sees himself as a genius. But I think... But he never gets to do anything to, like, prove any intellectual ability. I think he is... I think he is someone who's an expert and probably has a PhD in in this. That's why he got this job. And he, I like, it's very companion of him to just be here and, no, I'm not finished. <laughs> don't, don't make that grimace. But he's very companion of him to just be working in a place like this just because he loves space and just 
wants to be in, out there, but this is the closest he can get. You know, just like Clara with her, with her travel book and Donna traveling the world after meeting the doctor trying, because that's the closest you can get without having a TARDIS and without actually traveling with the doctor. Wow, we really have so completely different perspective on this character. I, that's not the impression I got from him at all. Like that's, but I totally understand what you mean. Yeah, I think it's, um, I take him by his word. I I think we interpret it differently. I think, I think, um, RTD. I think Russell meant what he wrote with this character. What he says. I think Adam is meant to be. He's a smart person who has a PhD and he wants to travel the world and, and see things. And then just second episode, he just forgets everything about him. Yeah. I think Adam, to me, he comes across as like just this very cocky, self-assured guy, mm. kind of douchey, who thinks he's a genius because he went to like an esteemed school and got good grades. But like it becomes kind of ridiculous when... Rose has been traveling with the doctor and then she meets this guy who's like, I'm kind of a genius. And I just feel, I get the impression that he thinks that like Van Staten and what he's doing with his little museum is like truly remarkable. And but does he say that? No. No? Okay. No, I said I get the impression. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. If he had said it, I would have said... That's what he's asking. Oh, I sorry. I I thought you said I get why or something. No, no, no. Okay. No. I mean, that's just like the vibe I get from him mm. is that he thinks that this museum thing is like such an incredible thing that they're doing, and this is like the future. And I think it's very clear that he doesn't like Van Staten, and that right. this is just yeah. I I think yeah. I think so. I don't remember. I think he, like, admires him. I, I don't know. It, it, it's like, he's kind of an unclear character. But to me, he comes across as just, like, really douchey. He thinks he's very important and smart. And he thinks that what they're doing here is super impressive and important. But maybe... I, I don't will, know. I don't know what I the will say was. I don't understand the intention of this character. Why is he here? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. But you know what I think is... But I think... I understand the intention of him in this episode, kind of. Like, I think Rose is interested in him because he reminds her of the Doctor. Because she says... That's what she says! I No, when did she say that? Because he says, you know, something... But he says he likes working here because he gets to be around these incredible things from oh, all over okay. the planet, all over the universe. Yeah, exactly. And then he says, Fan it's fantastic. Okay, that's true. Yeah. And then she says, you remind me of the Doctor. And then also, that's, I think also the genius thing reminds her of the Doctor because he's, you know, usually unapologetic yeah, about... Cocky. Because he's like, yeah, I am a genius. Yeah. And, the, and, the do and I think that's Adam. He's like, yeah, I have a really good... I have a degree from a really good school. Yes. I mean, he's cocky about that. Yeah, I have a degree. I am, I am a genius. Okay, but you just brought up exactly what I was talking about that I didn't have any proof of, but that he said that... He loved working in this place. Mm. So I think he has a lot of respect for it. I, I don't, but I don't think it's because he like likes the... I, impro I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember clearly. But uh, I don't think it's because he like likes Van Staten or he likes these things being in a museum. I think he's just like... It's the closest thing he can get to actually 
being out there and seeing stuff and he's just well if this is the closest I can get I like I really like being here and with this stuff in my own mm-hmm. little space and not it's not like I really like Van Staten I really like working for him it's just it's the yeah, things that he's interested in not as a person but I think he he's the, he seems like the kind of guy to be like well Van Staten might have his faults but you can't deny that he's done a lot for the you mean he's space an, discovery you mean, you mean he's an Elon Musk Stand. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my god, that's exactly. space discovery, like exactly that word. Yes, and and I I wrote also, um. So I think that's why she kind of she likes her likes him. Or I think that's why she likes him. Uh, and I think that's also why she tells herself that she likes him, uh, because he's kind of like a more acceptable partner or acceptable version of the doctor because he is human and her age her age yeah yeah even though he's technically probably younger than her because it's six years in the future oh yeah oh my god that's true maybe or maybe he's 26 and then they're same age but who knows but um it's yeah it's just interesting to me that we got a completely different perspective of this character because mm. I don't like him at all and like I I think you see him with very um and it's again it's not like I like Adam I'm not like oh big fan I just I think we have different interpretations yeah of what the, his intention is the way you like see him as kind of a companion sort of character it is just I think, but I don't you think that's the intention that you're supposed to think this could be a companion and then in the second episode you're like, oh, okay, no. No, not at all. I thought the intention was like, uh, he's so different from them and he's so much more um, like mm. arrogant and thinks that he knows all these things and thinks... It's so, because he doesn't say a lot in this episode. It's so interesting how yeah. you pick up the things and... But I think you're also, I think maybe it's possible that you're influenced by what happens in the next episode. I mean, maybe. I don't mm. exactly remember it, though. But I, I guess I remember kind of... You do remember the thing with the forehead, at least. Because that, that's when he gets really arrogant and he just kind of like... He's stupid yeah, and doesn't follow like, the doctor's... I get mm. that vibe from him here as well. Okay, we've been going over this Adam the most important long. we've talked more about Adam than we've ever talked about Rose <laughs> that's true <laughs> can I just so say we can cut it out this is this is the first this is the premiere like this is the first Doctor Who girl boss in the suit yeah oh Diana. my god Diana Goddard I kind of like her actually She's American, so I already don't like her. But so she's got a lot going against her. But um, yeah. but she because uh, Irma and I have picked out a pattern within Doctor Who, where um, Doctor Who likes to have like this sort of girl boss woman with a suit kind of. It's either a pantsuit or it's like a, a jacket and uh, a pencil skirt. So she's the first one, and then obviously you have the adipose woman. And then you have Madame Kavarian in season six. And then in season seven, you have the Bells of St. John woman. Yeah. This kind of like business woman. 
Yeah, that that becomes a bit of a trope. But I think that was also maybe a trope outside of Doctor Who. I don't think it's exclusive to Doctor Who. But they kept that going for like 10 years, though. They did, yeah. They really... They latched onto it. As far as I know, I mean, I don't watch the new stuff. (laughs) But but I wouldn't know. But uh, is there anything in like season... I mean, Missy arguably is one of yeah, them. Yeah, she kind of is. But she sticks out, obviously. She's mm-hmm. not... Um, in the way that she doesn't wear a suit. <laughs> no, you know who is... Uh, she doesn't wear a suit either, but she kind of is... Um, Kate, Kate Stewart from Unit. No. You don't she's think not she... like that at all. Okay. okay. Because they're always like... Okay, okay. I, I think... Uh, Diana Goddard is also like kind of a variation of this trope because mm. she's not the villain and like the way I see it, the trope is that it's the villain and she runs this company and she's incredibly cunty <laughs> and she has like red lipstick and she she's just like really horny in every in her line delivery she's always like and now it's time to bring the boys home to mummy or something and yeah, then yes, she like so true. <laughs> yeah. and then she pushes the button she's and all, like a bond. all the aliens come running to her she's like a bond villain almost yeah yeah and uh diana's not quite like that but missy absolutely has that vibe right yeah she has that vibe but she's i don't think she's she's really there she doesn't really yeah no there. she's not mm-hmm. she's not exactly that but She's kind of a variation of the trope. I can't think of anyone from season eight or season nine. Season eight has the woman in Time Heist with the glasses. Oh, yes! Oh, my God, she's her! A prime, she's a girl of all. She's a prime example oh, of the Oh, right. Who, Where she's like, dinner, and she taps her... <laughs> ASMR nails. Nails on the glass. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Season, Season nine. nine isn't that you don't... Clara when she's the Zygon Clara? Yeah, it's Bonnie. Yeah, yeah. Bonnie. That's right. Not a perform. She's. <laughs> yeah. I can't get over how Peacap was like. It's so just so good in this role, and you're like, no, because she doesn't have any depth whatsoever. She's just there. <laughs> but she does look sexy. She does, and that's looking incredibly sexy. It's the most important thing. Oh. I mean, she is good in the final scene, but I mean, it's hard not to be good when Peter Capaldi is doing that speech about immigration. <laughs> yes. Oof. Yeah. What else about this episode? This is kind of our first serious episode, right? I think this is the best episode of the season. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think this is the the best episode that's ever. <laughs> no, but I think it's the In any best. Sense. No, I think it's the best episode until we get to midnight. No, blink, blink is really good. Yeah. So it's like this, and then it's blink. Nothing in series two. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because this is just like a really tight. Like this is an episode that you show people who have never watched Doctor Who mm-hmm. before. Like this is a show that should would should win an award for the writing. Yeah. Because it's just tight and compact, but it's also really like it's it has layers to it. It has themes, and. Um, I mean, Blink doesn't really have themes and layers, but it's really well written. Um, mm-hmm. Midnight is just fantastic. Chef's kiss. It's so good. Yeah. 
Oof, it's ugh. So I, when I was younger and really into Doctor Who, I did this list. Like before of, now, now you're not so much into it. Well, <laughs> no. Well, that's a different story. Um, <laughs> Eva I, doesn't actually like Doctor Who. She's, she's just here because I'm obsessed with it. And, I'm and she's holding a gun to my head right yeah. now. Yes. <laughs> you can't see it, but she is. Um, I did this list of like, I came up with one episode from each season uh, that I thought maybe not was the best episode, but like a good episode that I would show to someone if I was to show one episode from every season to a person who had not seen Doctor Who. And this was the episode that I chose for season one. That's... Yeah, I wish I'd done that. I had I I had the same kind of thing with my parents because they wanted to see. First, we saw the crown, um, and they, and I hate that. That's how they were like, oh yeah, Matt Smith, he was the doctor, right? Oh my You're god! Like, yes, he is the doctor. Shut up. Um, and so I had to show them. Obviously, I I had to take my parents into account, like what they would like. Mm-hmm. But then then they wanted to see. Tennant and then they wanted to see Eccleston um, one episode for each doctor and one from Capaldi as well uh, so I chose uh, Empty Child the Doctor Dances then I chose Blink mm-hmm. Blink was really they really liked that one and then Vincent uh, and the Doctor really liked that one mm-hmm. and then I showed them I mean the best the thing for the thing with PCAP, like those seasons, like it's a whole you have to watch his entire story yeah, to it's a really whole get the depth mm-hmm. of the episodes. You can't just show them. I mean, obviously Heaven Sent is really good. Listen is very good, but you can't show them those episodes because they don't understand the depth of the relationship between Twelve and Clara mm-hmm. unless they've seen all of it. So it was uh and then my we were talking about my dad and I were talking about the ship of Theseus theory, and that was in Deep Thrust. De- <laughs> Did I say Deep Thrust? <laughs> the Too hidden much. Doctor Who episode. Yeah, deep Thrust. <laughs> no, um, Deep Breath. So I showed them Deep Breath. So it's uh, uh, that's funny. My parents didn't like Deep Breath, and they didn't like. Uh, my mom thought they were fine, but my dad was just like he really liked Blink. He really liked Vincent mm-hmm. and the Doctor. And he went. He like you couldn't stop thinking about them, but he had absolutely nothing to say about Empty Child Doctor dances. Really, nothing and nothing to say about um, Deep Breath, or Heaven Sent. I also showed them Heaven Sent. It was like not impressed at all. That's insane because I would never, ever show my parents anything from Doctor Who no it was painful it was like the I think I texted you immediately after and lost yeah that was like the worst thing I've ever done because it's like you want people to show to be as into something as you are and you want to kind of and my parents don't understand camp yeah (laughs) they don't understand I mean they're from a different generation and they weren't brought up on tumblr the way Mm -hmm. we were and so they don't understand Doctor Who in the same way we do yeah, and you can only understand Doctor Who if you've been on Tumblr. Facts. Yeah, <laughs> which is why so the people who like Chibnall, I don't, uh, aren't real Doctor Who fans because they're 
on Twitter and they were never on top. Oh my god. And why they're all so young. You so. solved it. You solved the mystery. <laughs> no, of course you can be a real Doctor Who fan. Um, but you're also, you don't have taste. Yeah, like Peter Capaldi probably doesn't have Tumblr. And he's a Doctor Who fan. But he also hates Chibnall. So <laughs> yeah. He left the show because of Chibnall. Ugh, iconic. What were we talking about? No, okay. Can I just say, I just think it's so funny that mm-hmm. he was like, I'm going to stay for... I don't have to stay just with Moffat. I can stay for however many years. It just depends on the script. And then Chris Chibnall was chosen. And then he was like, it was time for me to go. <laughs> it just oh. naturally reached a conclusion. I was getting tired. No, you weren't. You said last year that you were ready to stay for many years. Oh, Peter. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Griffin? Peter. Peter. Well, Peter. Stop. Peter. Stop. <laughs> stop. Okay, we, we were talking about... So yeah, choosing the these episodes that represent each season. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I'll, I will... Um, I'll maybe bring it up as we get to those episodes. Yeah. If I remember them, which I think I do. But... Um, this was the one for season one. And I think it's... It's a good choice. I would have made that choice if I could now. Yeah, it's really... Yeah, the best of the season. And really one of the best of... Um, New Who. New Who. And I was going to say Russell's entire run. But really, yeah. all of New Who. It's yeah. one of the better episodes. Um, because it's also like such a quintessential monster, right? It's the Dalek episode. Yeah. Like, if you're going to be familiarized with the Daleks, this is the one you should watch. Because it's the one... Oh, another thing that I thought about was, um, I think it's fun how they sort of show different... The different abilities of the Dalek. I don't like the fact that they can fly. I don't like it. Really? No, I like it... So I don't like the... No, I just, if I were a showrunner, I think it looks, it, it's not as scary that, that it's flying and it's not as scary with the plunger, when they use the plunger as a weapon, I don't like that, because <laughs> the plunger is meant to be just something, it's like an arm, whereas the weapon is just the weapon, Yeah. Uh, so it's not scary when you get a plunger in your face, it's just like, mm. <laughs> yeah, it's not as scary, I don't like the, when it's flying, I just, as I, a writer, I would just like, no, there's no stairs. No, I was just like, no, there's never I, a scene with stairs. I do, I disagree. I quite, I think that scene works when they think they've got the upper hand of this Dalek because it can't um, walk in, in the stairs. And then as it dawns on them that the Dalek can do fucking anything, it's quite a scary moment. I, um, I really like, the, sorry. I'm going to give it the goofy stamp because I think it looks goofy. <laughs> goofy. Goof. <laughs> I really, uh, talking about the sucker thing that it has, mm-hmm. I like it when it uses it to like type in the code for the door. Mm-hmm. That's fun, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like when you use CGI with the Daleks because... They didn't have to use CGI back then. But that doesn't look like CGI. It's it very bad. 
No, it you looks can see fine. it looks so plasticky, and, and you just because you know if if the Dalek sucker can't move like that, it's by itself. I don't think you should do it. No, I think it looks completely fine. But I, but I, I would wonder, not have realized that that was CGI if you hadn't told me. But the things I I think I'm. I want Doctor Who to be more uh, practical effects than it is right now. I, yeah. want to, I want to go back to practical effects as much as yeah, we can. Yeah, that's true. Because I really like that aspect of Doctor Who always being out of budget. Yeah. Because it, that's what makes it so good. Because when you have a budget restraint, everything has to be put into the performance mm-hmm. and most of all into the writing. Because if you can't have... You can't do everything. You can't do exactly what you want. Then you kind of have to come up with an even better idea that's mm-hmm. not going to cost so much. It's just a challenge, um, which it has always faced for 50 years, almost 60 now. And uh, so I just, with, that's another challenge with a practical effect. Okay, we can't do that. How do we do it then? Like if we can't make the dollar fly, how do we change it? I, I personally like that better. Yeah, I get that. I th- just think that um, the Daleks, when they come back, they don't do much else than just shoot people. So mm. uh, I like that in this episode, it gets to do a couple of different things. I, I think, I think that it's not the shooting that makes the Daleks scary. The scary thing is that you don't know what's inside. Yeah. And the scary yeah. thing is that you don't understand how something could be normal and then turn into this. Mm-hmm. That's what makes a Dalek scary, I think. Yeah. And that's usually never used ever, mm-hmm. except for this episode. Yeah. Oh, but um, um, Nine and Rose, um, the woman you love. Yeah, we brushed over that completely when we were talking about that scene. And we talked about that scene where he thinks that Rose is going to die. Hmm. But I, oh, I think it's great that they had. It's very cute. It made me scream and and throw up and piss myself and etc. But <laughs> yeah, but we're getting a lobotomy. Yeah, both of us. We should. We deserve it. Uh, but I don't as a treat. What I don't, I understand their relationship, but I don't get what like. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's not as like deeply ingrained in their relationship as it is and i am gonna make the comparison between 12 and clara because they're really focusing on the age thing right now i think Mm. and the age difference is big because rose is 19 but at the same time it's like it's not that it's not as big a deal i think because i don't know it just uh like we talked about this when we rewatched the first time how the thing with like I like nine and rose better, but like just specifically with ten and rose, but it's actually the case for this couple too, is like they don't really have anything keeping them from being with each other, and yet they're just like not telling each other how they feel. But at the same time, everyone around them is saying you're in love, and it they're explicitly saying that. But in the same episode, Rose says they're just friends. You're like, okay, but why though? Because that's not true, and it's just. Okay, but that's like... It's just like... Uh, what's keeping you? I don't know. It's, it's like... It's like... I mean, really... I think it's a million times more interesting that they're like not entirely sure how they feel about each other. And all they know is that they care 
about the other one and that maybe there's this attraction there but they're not sure and like yeah they don't know for sure that's a million times more interesting than if they just met and we're like, okay, we get along and I love you now and now we're dating. No, obviously I don't I don't like that either. I just that's why I uh, I just it doesn't it just drives me crazy when there's movies and TV shows where people or a couple will just have people state things like the woman you love and they will both be standing it's not like she doesn't hear it and then she doesn't um understand that he feels that way she hears it and he hears it and they both look at each other on the camera and it's just like but that never happened and we're never going to discuss it and it's just um because that's usually the deal with people who like each other is that someone isn't saying how they feel like usually it's something where the other person doesn't know the other person feels the same way and that's the thing that's keeping people apart because neither date. I don't know. I mean, I'm I, not saying I want them to just be like uh, people who date and then they're together. I obviously, yeah, it just like frustrates me because I think it, it, people it, who like each other and then someone's like, because it's very obvious from this episode that it's meant to be that he loves her because it's not like the dog. I don't know. I don't think it's like, and if it is, it's not very well made. Or well done. Yeah, it's that a bit the of a doctor... cheesy line, even though I like it. Uh, but I think it's not. It's not so much that like, oh, they're not sure if the other one feels the same way. But I do really think that they're not entirely sure what they feel themselves. No, I'm not saying that's what they feel. Um, I just mean that that usually if something's keeping two people apart who like each other, mm-hmm. there's. It's because those feelings, either they're not sure of them or they're not acknowledged. But in this case, they're not sure, but they're still being acknowledged and then still nothing happens. I mean, it's like, it's like if I met someone and then someone, I mean, I don't know, I just, I just feel, I just feels weird. Maybe the line is just out of place for being so early on in their relationship. Yeah. But it just, I don't, I don't understand how in this how in this episode, like, she goes from saying, no, we're just friends, and then everything that happened last episode, and then later on in this episode, he, it's quite vividly pointed out that he loves her. What? <laughs> what do you mean, what? He vividly points out. No, it's very vividly pointed oh. out that he... Yeah, but is that not the point, that, like, they can't say this and they can't admit it? But the people, everyone around them can see it. And they don't realize it themselves. That's like, I think a very common thing. And also, you have to keep in mind that they've known each other for less than a week. I know, it's not that. It's just that it's, then why have that line in there if they've only known each other for a week and they don't love each other? I don't know, because this is a Dalek that doesn't understand human emotion but and then, the concept of love. So but I don't, it's just like, oh, I guess you love him. No, I don't think that's the case of Russell being like, and the Dalek was wrong. Like, it's, I don't think that's the case, obviously. And obvi- what if the doctor was... You sh- he's showed, like, you showed his reaction and he's just like, huh? No, it's way too early. She's nice looking. Uh, no, yeah. It's obvious. I think you can agree with me there. It's not like Russell meant that the Dalek was wrong. No, and every hint that, that has been in... There's a... Like... 
there's a line in almost every episode where they imply that there's something going on between Rose and the Doctor. And that's like, I think it's just the writers want us to be invested in the relationship and they want to tease us, like, mm -hmm. what is the nature yeah. of their feelings for each other? Like, is there something there? Is there gonna, something gonna happen? And, like, they're not gonna say anything themselves because they've only just met and, like, the relationship is already so um, unmatched. Like, they're different species, they're different ages. Mm. everything is kind of um really strange between them but they do really like each other and like there's obviously something there but um yeah they're not ready to make the plunge and like admit anything i think they're just vibing <laughs> <laughs> sorry but like genuinely i think there's not there's but then a, why that line? Because no, I think wait, it, I think let it me makes finish. Mm. There's no, no I'm talking now. <laughs> there's no urgency for them. Mm. They don't feel like, oh, we have to get together, or I have to tell her how I feel right now, or I have to, I don't make something of this. Because, I mean, when you're interested in someone, there's the courting, right? Yeah. There's like the period where you're just kind of. Um, getting a feel for this person and like every interaction is bringing you closer and closer to um, some sort of culmination of your feelings but like you're still just hanging out and like um, having conversations and um, having interactions and it's like that's part of the fun. You don't have to get immediately to um, admitting that you love the other one or no. anything like that. Like that's part of um, how a relationship develops. It's not that. It's just that because I think I got I. It's it's not that I'm just trying. I'm trying to analyze what the relationship is on the show. I'm trying to understand what Russell was intending at this point mm -hmm. and i think it doesn't it, it doesn't really add up to me why russell would want to make the point that you know they're not saying how they really feel because rose says they're just friends but then the truth is that he loves her which mm -hmm. is what the dalek like the dalek says what was really going on but um i agree with what you're saying and i think that makes more sense I love Double. the idea that the Dalek is like this romance expert. It's like, guys, <laughs> come, come on. on. I get, no, I but see I, what's happening here. No, I think that makes a lot, because I think it worked, it was a lot more, it was easier to tell last, the last two episodes. It was quite, I mean, it's just like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I like them. I, it's not like, I don't like them. I do. I just don't, I don't think Russell's that good at writing romance. Maybe, not as good as as I can't. I can't. I have to compare them because they're doing the the age thing, and because that I have to compare them to Twelve and Clara, and and then that I think that age thing and the, and I and also want to compare them to to Eleven and Clara, where Clara also only gets one season with Eleven, 
Mm -hmm. uh, again, time that they don't understand. They don't know at this point that Rose is only going to get just a little bit of time with Nine and then he's gone. And Clara doesn't know that she's only going to get a little bit of time with Levin and Levin doesn't know that either until there's this big giant break in their relationship. Obviously, Rose and Ten mended immediately, but um, they don't know yet. So there's kind of this arrogance where they think they have all the time in the world when they mm -hmm. really don't. Yeah, definitely. And so there's parallels there, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I think we should move on from that because uh, I, I have a hard time explaining yeah. what I mean. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and the romance between Nine and Rose is something that's going to come up in yeah. every single episode. Again, I really like them together. I think they're really cute. Yeah. I just don't really get what their relationship is or what Russell was intending. Like, yeah, which I like. I like that there's the ambiguity with it. Mm. I want to talk about, again, just a tiny bit, going back to the end of the episode with the Dalek, mm -hmm. how, um, first of all, the Doctor being so ready to kill it, and mm -hmm. then her convincing it not to, and him just wanting to see the sunlight, and, uh, or him, it. And uh, then before it dies... Um, the doctor says, I'm sorry. No, it's not even before that he dies, just when he does that, you know, what this thing that you said about um, Frankenstein, what else have you given me? You know, you've corrupted me, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, the doctor says, I'm sorry. And, and Rose is like, but that's good that he got my compassion. He got these feelings. Mm -hmm. And then he says, no, not for a Dalek, because for a Dalek, feelings makes feelings i i understand that if you if you're someone who comes from a place and from people who never have feelings about anything ever you just have one feeling mm -hmm. feelings like sadness and grief and anger and, and all of these are awful things like it's hard to if you've never felt sadness to feel that and, and, and just be like, how can you live with this? Like, this is awful. This is a punishment. That's exactly the thing they do with the Cybermen. Mm. That's how they kill them. Is to, like, reinstall their feelings. Yeah. So, yeah. Or you mean, I mean, get rid of their feelings. No, no, that's how they <gasps> defeat the Cybermen. Oh, they give them their feelings back and then they die. Yeah, and then they're die. so tortured by, like, having become these horrible monsters who kill everyone around them. And I think that's a general theme in Doctor Who, mm. is, like, how, how deeply feelings can hurt. Pain is a gift. Yes. Pain is a gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of get it through pain is a gift without the capacity for pain we can't feel the hurt we inflict yeah yeah so that like feeling things positive or negative it's it's um it's difficult mm. but it's also so important yeah mm. and precious yeah it's really getting yeah, yeah, that's a recurring thing in Doctor Who. There's also the thing at the end where, where the Doctor says, uh, 
um, I win because he's the last. And that's clearly a parallel later to the waters of Mars where Ten walks around saying, you know, I'm not the last of the Time Lords. I'm the victor. Time Lord victorious. Yeah. And also... I'm the one who won. Yeah. I won the Time War. I, I'm not I'm not a victim of it. I but, didn't just survive it. I won it. Oh, horrible. But also, yeah, when um, the master dies mm. in the end of season three, mm. right? He's like cradling him in his arms mm. and his last words are, I win. Yeah. Right? Or am I misremembering that? Yeah, it is. Because, yeah, I think, I think it is, I win. And then it's like, it's... It's not victory to be the last one left alive. No. That's losing to be all alone in the world. And then and then with uh, Missy, yeah. when 12 thinks he's killing her. You is, win. Yeah, and then, you, you know, um, she says, say something nice. And then he says, you win. Yeah. And then he kills her. Mm-hmm. And she survives, obviously, but he kills her. Yeah, the master always survives. Yeah. As she should. Yes. <laughs> But, um, um, do you have anything else in your notes? I don't have anything else in my notes. Okay. That's it. Um, Mm. I like Rose's outfit. Yes, me too. I like that it's just a basic outfit. Yeah, she looks really cute in this episode. It's like a final girl outfit. Yeah. Ugh, she looks so cute and I like the way, I love how she did her hair and it's all wavy and, ugh. Well, it's she's messy. My, my it's, girlfriend. It's like a. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the previous episode. She had like straightened it with a straining iron yeah, or something. Then, and then she had little braids. Did you see them? Yeah, I did. It's so cute. Oh, it's pretty cute. I love Rose in season one. I really like her wardrobe because it's so normal. Yeah. Like last episode, it wasn't like an outfit where it's like this was intentional. Mm-hmm. Like, this looks good. It's just like, she wears jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. And that looks like an outfit. But then she puts on this white jacket that doesn't match at all. It's just her jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that feels very, like, normal. Yeah. Real life. Yeah, I think there's a lot of... Um, the wardrobe and, like, the set design and everything makes a lot of sense. Mm. It just feels, like, very natural. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, I want to just quickly touch on the um, the titles. We, ha- we haven't got- gotten to it. We should probably should talk about it in the first episode. The title sequence of this era. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about it? Do you have any thoughts about it at all? I really don't. I mean, I think it's fine, but I don't have very strong opinions on the title sequences. I remember that that's something we talked about mm. when we were starting our rewatch. I like it. I just, I just have. It's nostalgic. Yeah, it's a. The song's good. I just yeah, have questions regarding why is there like a plaque with the title Doctor Who on it? I don't understand. Like the <laughs> yes. spinning plaque. And there are these like random little points of light between the words. <laughs> it's very strange. It's very like. Is it? It's because it's not like D point, like D period O period C. It's yeah, like, no, it's, it's not it's, between every letter. It's, it's just randomly. Yeah, it's just, it's Doctor Who. It's not like three letters. It's it's a word. I don't know. Someone designed it and thought it looked good. Yeah, I think it's just like someone who just designed it and didn't have any opinion or any yeah. reason for why it looked like that. It's not like 
I mean, before you have a typeface that's different, but just like the plaque, I don't, and it's not like a style that's like, obviously if you look at like 80s Doctor Who's title sequence, it's very 80s, but I don't feel like this plaque is very like 2000s. I don't, I've, I've just, don't know what it is. <laughs> it's almost like it's kind of like 50s almost, like a 50s car uh, yeah. sign or something like that. I don't know. I, I just think it's funny. And then, because it's not like I'm talking about the font, like the font obviously will change, but just like the plaque, <laughs> it spins and it looks so ugly when it's spinning. Yeah. I just don't... It does look very ugly, but it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's a very nitpicky thing to talk about, but you see Definitely. it every single time. And I've just been really into the different um, intros yeah. uh, recently. And I mean, it's hard to have an opinion because they're all Doctor Who title sequences. I definitely have opinions on like the season eight um, title sequences. Like when I said I don't care about the title sequences, mm. I then immediately thought oh but i love the one in season eight. Oh, you mean just the peter capaldi one because he has yeah. the same one all throughout except for the one where it's like jenna's eyes yeah oh it's great um i think that's all we have for this episode that's all we have um yeah i think it's really great i was a little bit worried that i wouldn't like it as much as i thought that i would or as much as i hyped it up in mm. my head mm. but i really did like it yeah yeah it's really good it, it holds I, up yeah i it, it'll be interesting to see if anything tops it i have um doubts that it will yeah it's very solid i think there are other episodes in this season that are still incredibly good mm. like the moffat episodes that are coming up oh yeah and yeah father's day is also good do you, um do we have an enemy of the pod of the week? I know you want to say Adam. Oh yeah, I definitely want to say Adam. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that I the thing is for me enemy of the pod of the week it has to be either something that like I truly hate or it's something that destroys the episode. Yeah. I don't think anything did that. Adam for me. does not destroy the episode for me at all no but because i think he's supposed to be unlikable mm. maybe i think the thing about him is that yeah he fits into all these companion traits but he's not endearing like no, he, you yeah. don't you don't think oh adam i want to root for him <laughs> but maybe you should but like you just don't yeah i don't think i everything is great in this episode yeah i don't i also for this episode don't have a pot of the week no sorry uh, part of the week actually enemy is the fact that they cut out the hug in the end of this episode whoever cut that out that's the enemy of the part again enemy of the part of the week the editor of this episode because yes. he also cut out those 10 seconds that i needed yeah that we know that they filmed <laughs> exactly no but so if you don't know um at the very end where the dalek self-destructs and nine drops the gun on the ground there was supposed there's a deleted scene where rose goes up to him and he hugs her so yeah they definitely should not have cut it out yeah i agree that's a good one anyway the photo of the week the editor who cut that out yeah for sure curse you um but no i don't have a poem of the app 
for this one. Well, thank you so much for listening. This has been a great episode. I really liked our discussion. Yeah, it's a really good one. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how I feel about Adam next week and how he's going to tarnish his reputation for yeah. me. To being your little darling. <laughs> yeah, the definition of what I feel about him. Yes. I'm like, he's okay. He's fine. <laughs> but it sounds like I'm like championing for his rights. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much again and we'll see you next time. Bye. And then we'll talk more about Adam, our favorite character. We will. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.